Amen. I think one of the prayers for us today is for the Lord to take us further than we've ever been. Amen. You know, we live in a troublesome time today, but we know we still serve a big God. We serve a big God. The Lord brought to us devotion today about, you know, we have two choices. We can be happy or we can be sad, you know, and that's, that's basically the truth. You know, let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. And I know there's a lot of people, you know, across the world today, their hearts troubled today, but it should come to no shock today because Satan is still, you know, the one, I, my personal opinion, one of the key things, you know, we see so many bad things happening today because he knows he's not got very long. Amen. That's my opinion. He's not got very long. And if there was a time that we as God's people, we as Christians, mom and dads, grandpa and grandmas, need to call out upon the Lord, it's today. Amen. We heard all this tragedy happened this week. You used to hear that on the news, but now it's coming in our community. So. Amen. Amen. Satan, he doesn't care where he goes. So he told, you know, he said, don't let your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house are many mansions. If it weren't so, I told you. He said, if I go away and prepare your place, I'll come again, receiving myself that where I am, you may be also. And Thomas said, hey, how do I know the way? Jesus said, I am the way the truth and the life. And no man can follow except of me. I'm here today to tell you we need to get a hold of Jesus Christ today and pray and talk to him today. Because the Bible says even the devil trembles at the, even the demons tremble at the name of Jesus Christ today very much so. And I'm here to tell you at the Pastor Oak Grove Church we need to as God's people today start thinking seriously about having revival it's not just calling somebody a preacher in here. It's having revival in our hearts. Revival don't start with a preacher. It starts within us. There's a relationship between us and God. I believe that very much so. So we need to get serious about what we're doing. I, do, I believe, you know, that we look at all the times that's going on in the world today. There can't be much left that's going to happen before God comes back. And I'm here today to tell you we need to be serious about what we're doing. Amen. Amen. We're blessed today. How Brother Hans is going to speak for us today. I think he kind of forgot it this morning, a little bit or something, but he said he still had it, okay? So we're going to pray for him. We're blessed to have him and his wife today, you know, and he's just helping with the youth here a lot, and, and, uh, and he's, a, he's a big a big help to me, and I appreciate him very much so. So, Brother Hans, we're going to let you have it before I get started, okay? I think he just needs to keep going. That's what I think. <clears throat> uh, yeah, this morning, I don't know what I was thinking, but it wasn't right. <laughs> I set my alarm for 8, 8 o'clock, you know, because Sunday school starts at 8.45, and alarm goes off at 8. I was like, man, I don't know why I set my alarm so early since Sunday school don't start till 9.45. And I just sat around thinking, in the back of my mind, I kind of knew I was supposed to speak today. And I was sitting around thinking about what I was going to say and this, that, and the other. And I was thinking. And I don't know what Rachel's excuse was because she sat there the whole time too. Uh, so about 9.30 when I was in the shower, I realized that, in fact, Sunday school starts at 8.45. And I had completely missed all that. And so then I was just really in a, in a, in a hurry to try to get here on time to be here for when the main service started. Uh, 
So that tells you where, where my mind's at today. <clears throat> but uh, before we go any further, I uh, know we've prayed a couple times already, but let's just go to uh, the Lord in a word of prayer. God, we come to you today, Lord, uh, thankful for this opportunity to be here. Uh, thankful for every person here. Thankful for this community. Uh, Lord, and as we come to your house today, God, I pray that you would just lead the service, God, in, in every way, God. I pray that you'd use your spirit, and I pray that you'd speak to me and, and through me. Uh, Lord, that it's not by me, but it's only by you. God, we need you today. Jesus, we need you today, God, more than we've ever needed you. Uh, I pray that we would open up our eyes and our hearts, God, and that we, we would seek you, God, with everything that we have. It's not by us, but it's only by you. We give you all the praise and glory, and we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Yeah. It's easy to get busy, seems like. Uh, and Darwin was saying, you know, now's probably more than ever, you need to be more serious about, you know, your relationship with God and, and church and uh, being faithful and those kind of things because it, it seems like the world's getting crazier. seems like our country's getting worse. seems like, uh, you know, your communities are getting worse. And uh, with all the stuff that was that was happening this week, uh, I know I didn't sleep very good. I'm sure everybody was a little bit on edge, uh, and still is. But I was I was thinking a while ago. I wonder how many. I'm sure everybody loaded a gun, but I wonder how many people stopped and prayed, and just. <clears throat> and you know, I was reading in Psalms this morning, and David was speaking, and he said, "Though ten thousand or though a thousand may fall at my left side and ten thousand at my right side, no harm will come to me because the Lord is my salvation. Amen. The Lord is my fortress. The Lord is my rock. And that whole chapter in Psalms 91 is just David talking about how those who put their trust in the Lord will never be put to shame. That the Lord is our salvation. That if you, you can hide in His wings and He'll protect you and, and all these things. And, and I thought about that and I was like, man, I was, I was pretty ready to go at my house. Uh, and I'm sure everybody was. You take steps to protect yourself, but the best thing that you could do to protect yourself, the best thing you could do for your family, the best thing you could do in this life is put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Amen. That's, the, that's the real security. It don't matter what happens. If you die today, if you get killed tonight, whatever. If you hadn't put your faith and your trust in Jesus, then you're, you're messing up. Uh, the Bible says in James, this life is like a vapor. It's here today and it's gone tomorrow. And I look at my life and it seems like just yesterday I was 16 years old. And now I'm 25 years old and I look like I'm 35. So, I mean, I'm on a... It's just speeding up, just getting faster. <clears throat> And it's so easy to just get caught up in a routine, uh, just get caught up <clears throat> in complacency with your walk with Christ. You just get caught up going to work. You just get caught up doing your job, <clears throat> which is good. Uh, I believe everybody should work. Everybody should have a job. Everybody should do something uh, and, keep, and stay busy. You know, you don't want to be lazy, but at the same time, you've got to have a priority Jesus is the most important thing. Amen. Knowing Him is the most important thing. Trusting in Him. Having a life that reflects Him. Leading your family toward Him. Leading your family in faith. That's, that's the most important things. Amen. And I think we lose sight of that a lot. 
<clears throat> and it's easy to because we get so busy. And a lot of the things we do are good. Uh, just like yesterday, I, I mowed all day, and then I went, and there was a couple of my kids that was playing uh, in an AAU tournament in Batesville, and I went, and I stayed there till 10 o'clock. Busy. Them are all good things. But you can get so busy that you forget to do the things that are the most important. They just got to get kind of put on the back burner. <clears throat> if you have your Bibles, you can go with me to Matthew chapter 14, starting in verse 22. <clears throat> Very familiar scripture here, and I've spoke on it before, and I know Darwin has spoke on it a lot. And uh, Matthew chapter 14, starting in verse 22, the Bible says, Immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side, while he dismissed the crowd. After he dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone. And the boat was already a considerable distance from the land, buffeted by the waves because of the wind against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I. <clears throat> Don't be afraid. Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat and walked on the water and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You have little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? And they climbed into the boat and the wind died down. Then those who were there in the boat worshiped him, saying, truly, you are the son of God. <clears throat> It's a very familiar scripture. And the Bible says that, you know, Jesus had just fed the 5,000 and he dismisses this crowd and he tells, his, he tells his disciples, go ahead of me. I'll dismiss the crowd. Y'all hop in the boat. Y'all head over. <clears throat> and the Bible says after he dismissed the crowd, he was there alone and that he prayed. And then the, the Bible says he went out and he walked on the water. So God's, Jesus is performing a miracle because he's doing something that nobody else can do. It's a miracle. It's not possible. <clears throat> and Jesus is walking out on the water <clears throat> and all the disciples are in the boat. And they see him walking on the lake and they cry out in fear and they say it's a ghost. And I kind of, I, I see that. It's crazy that the disciples don't recognize Jesus. And I know it was windy, but you had to know what way he was coming from. And the Bible says, but when they saw him, they were terrified and they cried out, it's a ghost. And I think, you know, how many times in our lives we get so busy that we don't even recognize a good thing when we see one. We don't even see Jesus. We don't even see opportunities to witness. We don't even see <clears throat> when there's an opportunity to do something to advance the kingdom of God, we don't even recognize it. Because we're just comfortable in the boat with all the other Christians. The disciples are in the boat with all the other disciples. <clears throat> and the Bible says the wind's against this boat and they're just sitting there doing their job. They're sitting there paddling. And I think, man, that's, that's a lot like me. Because sometimes I get, like this week, I feel like, I, I feel like I'm not as prepared for this as I should be. Because I was busy all week. And, and I can make every excuse in the world. I had two track mates. 
I was supposed to have a softball game, got halfway there and it got canceled. Went and supported my kids yesterday. You can make every excuse in the world, but at the end of the day, and this is, this is what I tell Rachel when, when we're in an argument, I say, you have time for what you make time for. And that's the God's honest truth. You're going to do what you want to do. I'm going to do what I want to do. How bad do we want to know Jesus? How bad do we want to recognize Jesus? Because there, there comes a point when you've got to realize this is the only thing that matters. Amen. That knowing Him, that's what matters. And man, I want to know God. And Darwin's talking about revival. Man, I pray that God would start a revival in our hearts. And he's right. It, it don't come when somebody gives some great message. And it don't come when you tack it up on the board outside and you invite everybody here and you have a bunch of nights of preaching in a row. Man, revival starts when you want it to start. When I want it to start. When I decide... <clears throat> I'm going to take my relationship with Jesus more serious. And when I decide that for myself, and I start to seek God, and I start to get more excited about the Word, and I, I start to love God more, and I start to see these opportunities to witness and advance God's kingdom more, when I start to see those things, then maybe you'll see that, and you'll start to do it a little more. Revival starts when I want it to start. But I think so many times we're just comfortable in the boat. We're just comfortable. We're just happy to do our job. We're just happy to come to church. But man, I think there's so much more for us Amen. than just showing up here two times a week. Showing up on a Sunday and a Wednesday. Amen. Man, God wants to know you more. Amen. God loves us. Amen. You know, I get, I get a notification every Sunday morning on my phone and it sells my screen time on my phone. So I got one this morning. And it was like two hours and 30 minutes a day, average, is what my screen time is. And I was like, man, isn't that crazy that somehow you manage, I managed to spend two hours and 30 minutes a day looking at a cell phone. That's the time that it's lit up with something on the screen, like I'm looking at it. And I managed to spend two hours and 30 minutes a day. And I honestly, I figure mine's pretty low compared to most people, or at least young people. <clears throat> what if that time was spent in the Word of God? Amen. If, you, if we took out half of our screen time, if everybody here took half of their screen time out and you went and found out whatever it was and you said, I'm going to take at least half of this and I'm going to spend it reading the Word of God, we would read through the Bible in one month. The whole thing, cover to cover. We really would. Amen. Definitely young people would. We could read every version in our lifetime. We'll read the NIV, the King James, New King James. Read them all. <clears throat> you have time for what you make time for. Amen. Revival starts with us. Don't start when we tack it up on a board. It starts with us. It starts when I want revival. Jesus says, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. And Peter says, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you on the water. See, I think Peter realized that if we're in this boat, but Jesus is out there, then maybe I'm not in the right place. And so Peter said, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come, and I'll get out of this boat, and I'll go walk on this water toward you. I think so many times 
That's what we need to do. Is when we come to church, man, it's time to look at my life. It's time to ask God, Lord, what, what do you see in my heart? Examine my heart. Because if, you're, if I'm not seeing Jesus in it, I can come to church every week. I can go to su- uh, Sunday night every time. And I can go to Wednesday night. And I can go to a church every night of the week. But if Jesus is not evident in my heart, then maybe I'm not doing something right. If my life, if I'm not living a life that's reflecting Jesus, if I'm not seeking Him every day, if I don't feel like my relationship with God is what it should be, then maybe I'm not doing something right. And I think Peter realized, you know, if if Jesus is not here with us, then maybe I'm not in the right place. And he says, Lord, if it is you, tell me to come. And Jesus said, come. And the Bible says that, that Peter got down out of the boat and he walked on water and he came toward Jesus. And so Peter gets out of this boat and he leaves all these other disciples behind. He leaves everybody else and he does something incredibly courageous and he gets out and now there's a literal miracle going on with him. He is walking on water toward Jesus. I believe if we would put our faith and trust in Jesus and we would seek Him and we would get hungry and thirsty that God could do such great things in this community that we never believed could have happened. We'll see people saved that we never thought could have got saved. You'll see people turn to God that you said, man, there was no way that I ever would have thought they would have wound up in church. There's no way that I would have ever thought that person would have got healed down here. There's no way this would have happened. But only through God. If we'll just be a little bit courageous. If we'll just turn to God. If we'll just seek Him. If we'll just stop getting caught up in a cell phone, getting caught up in a hobby, and getting caught up in the weekend, and we'd go, man, I just want to get more serious about Jesus, loving Jesus, knowing Jesus. God will start to do such great things in your life, and He'll take you places you never thought you could go, and you'll look back and you'll say, it wasn't anything that I'd done, but it was all God. Man, that's revival. When I stop caring about me, and I start caring about Him. I stop caring about this and that. And I put all those things aside. And I get off that phone. And I start getting in the Word of God. And I start seeking Him. And I start getting hungry. The Bible says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Amen. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Man, that's what I want today. I just want a pure heart. Verse 30 says, But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Peter is walking on water toward Jesus. An actual miracle is going on. He's walking on water, and he's going toward Jesus, but the Bible says, but when he saw the wind... So in other words, when he took his eyes off Jesus, he began to sink. And it's the same thing that happens in our lives. You can get fired up and you can get excited about the Word of God. And, and, and at least in my life, that's sometimes how it goes. Sometimes you're on a real spiritual high and the next thing you're in a valley. And then you're in a real spiritual high and the next thing you're in a valley. But you look at how much the Bible talks about setting your mind and your heart on Jesus Christ. Amen. All throughout the Bible, you will find verses telling you you've got to have a mindset set on Jesus Christ. And that's what we have to do as a church, as a people, is we have to have a focus and a mindset set on Jesus. 
We have to know this is the most important thing. Colossians 3.1 says, Set your hearts on Jesus Christ, who's seated at the right hand of the Father. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. We've got to have a mindset set on Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he began to sink. I've got to have a better focus on Jesus Christ. I've got to have a mindset that's set on him. Because when you keep your eyes fixed on him, when I realize, when I've got it figured out that, man, this is what it's about. I want to know God more. I want to have a better relationship with God. I want my church to love God more. I want to grow in, in, in spirit and in truth. And I want to do it with my church family. And I've got this focus on God. And I begin to seek Him. And I don't just do it for a week. And I don't just do it for a moment because I'm excited. But I do it every day. And I turn from my sin. And I put my focus on Him. And I change my mind. And I set my heart on Jesus. And God begins to do things in life. God begins to bring revival in this community. And we begin to seek Him together. And people start to get saved. Man, that is how revival starts. But we've got to have a mindset that's set on Him. We've got to have a focus that's set on Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. AJ, if you'll come. You know, you see a lot of problems. Every day, I, you, you know, I see kids that's got problems and I hear all the solutions in the entire world. For every problem. And you hear somebody that's got anxiety, well, give them this pill. If you hear somebody that's got this problem, give them that pill. Send them to counseling. Send them this place. Send them that place. But at the end of the day, what people need is Jesus Christ. You've got problems? Well, you come to the right place. Everybody here has got a problem. I've got problems. You come to the right place. The Bible says that Peter started to sink and he cried out, Lord, save me. And the Bible says immediately Jesus stretched out his hand. You worried about your kids? Cry out to the Lord. You worried about your family? You worried about your community? You worried about this country? You worried about your church? Don't load a gun up. You want to protect your family? Raise them up to seek the Lord. Raise them up to fear the Lord. You want to prepare them for life? You want to give your kids something that's, that's real? Don't send them off to college. Send them out in the world and put a Bible in their hand and say, go, live it. Live how it says to live. Be bold for Christ. Seek God every day. Get in the Word of God. Pray. Man, when we start to get excited about this Word of God, and we start to realize that this is the answer. The answer is not out in the world. It's not in a pill. It's not in a drug. It's not in anything out in that world. But it's right here. It's in Jesus Christ. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man coming to the Father but through me. Man, when that starts to be your mindset, You'll start to walk on the water. You'll start to go places that you never thought you'd go. You'll see things in your life 
that could not have happened. And you'll have to say, there'll be no other excuse for how this happened. You'll have to say, it wasn't by me. It wasn't by chance, but it was only by God. Praise be to God. That's the God that we serve. And He's here today. And He loves everyone here. And He wants to know every one of us more. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ, putting your faith and your trust in Him will be the best decision you've ever made. And if you're here today and you feel like you've just been in the boat, you just feel like you've been going through the motions, make the decision today that I'm going to get out of the boat. I'm going to quit doing what everybody else does. I'm going to quit just going through the motions. And I'm going to make the decisions today. I'm going to love God more. I'm going to seek Him more. I'm going to put my faith and my trust in Him. And I'm going to give Him my heart. I'm going to give Him my everything. If y'all stand with me. Every head bowed and every eye closed. If anybody wants to pray for any reason, consider these altars open.